Hey guys, welcome to another episode of A Shot of Melanin. So on today's episode, we're actually going to be diving into coming back up for air. So what I mean by that is, you know, we've all been in lockdown and now it's time to come back out. And so what I did today is I got two special guests on the podcast to talk about coming into what is now called the new normal. So how are we taking COVID? How has it affected us? And moving forward, how have we perceived it? And are we ready for this new normal? So let's get in today's podcast. So I have two special guests here. I'm just going to allow them to introduce themselves themselves. So let's start off with Brittany. Hi, my name is Brittany. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller on your podcast, and I'm happy to be here. I'm a mom of one four-year-old daughter named Amaya. And our other special guest, who is no stranger to the show, Paula. Hi, guys. It's me, Paula. I'm back for an episode. I missed you guys. So I'm going to reintroduce myself. I'm Paula. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a believer and an educator. So today's topic, we're talking about um, the whole COVID situation. So COVID in its entirety. And now that we are coming out of quarantine, um, how are we looking at how that's going to look like, what are our thoughts, our perceptions, our opinions, um, do we agree with our politicians, so we're going to be calling this episode the new normal COVID, um, so how panicked were you when you heard about COVID in China, so Britt, I'll start off with you. Um, I wasn't too panicked, to be honest, when I first heard it, because I was ridiculous and thought that it would pretty much stay there <laughs> for some unknown reason. I was like, oh, no, they'll have a handle on the situation and like, we'll be fine. And then I saw things start to get worse and worse and worse. And I was like, oh, well, I think that uh, this is about to be real. But, you know, I was kind of in denial, I think, because the, the concept of this whole pandemic was so scary to me. And, uh, and then boom, it hit and I was like, oh my goodness, what are we dealing with now? And it's just been crazy ever since. Paula? Mm -hmm. um, I think for mine is around the same lines as Brittany. Honestly, uh, I think I heard it from my mom uh, the first time when she was telling me, she's like, oh, there's this new virus. And I'm like, okay, mom, like chill. Um, and I was just, at first I honestly, it, to me, it really felt like SARS, Ebola. I'm like, it never reached Montreal. We're mm -hmm. fine. And then when it started trickling here, that's when anxiety hit. But yeah, I really thought that it was never going to hit us. I never thought it was going to be a world pandemic when it first started. You know, I, I will say, I think we both can, all of us can agree, we weren't worried about um, it in China because it's so far and we're in Canada. <laughs> Right. So um, for myself, I did hear about it, but I was also, I didn't panic. I was like, it's all the way in China. Like, I'm sure they're going to nip that in the butt 
before it even hits anywhere like mm-hmm. US and and Canada. Um so I found out actually through one of my daughter's friends, every time I would go to pick up my daughter, we would chat and she'd be like, Oh, did you hear about this coronavirus? And I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard it, but I'm sure we'll be fine. And then <laughs> it progressively got closer and closer. And that's when you know you have like that eyebrow raise, like Yep. Hmm. <laughs> I think when it got to Greece, I was like, hmm. Okay, that's across the pond for us. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, you keep an eye on it at first. But I was definitely in uh, a state of denial or just maybe we'll never come here. Like you said, Paula, Ebola, I think the closest it got was the US, but they nipped that shit in the butt so quick. Yeah, right. So quick, but you could tell like the difference between Ebola and COVID. And I, the reason why I say that is because it was a different president at the time of Ebola and at the time of COVID. <laughs> As we chuckle our way through that. Yeah. <laughs> so Ebola was President Obama yes. and COVID is <laughs> the orange one. Yeah. I call him the Oompa Loompa. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? That's pretty accurate. <laughs> love it. I love it. Like, I'm sorry if we have some Trump supporters that listen to. I guess I might lose some <laughs> some some <laughs> listeners. That's all right. You can log right on off. That's all right. <laughs> we here in Canada. Okay, I shouldn't say all of Canadians, but at least the people you listening to, we are not Trump supporters. We that's don't right. agree with the things that he he's done. So. Um, that's how we could tell the difference between the presidency. Like Obama nipped that Ebola uh, stuff in the butt, mm-hmm. whereas Trump has been denial, 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 and now they're considered one of the hot spots. Of the, and it's of like Trump. it was a perfect storm, really, to have him. Like this could have happened. Like you were saying with Obama, I really don't think we'd be in the situation. No, definitely not. And it's so funny because Obama said that um, if we were, well, not we, because we're not Americans, but if Americans were to ever have a global pandemic, America is not ready for it. Yeah, Yeah. And they need to take the necessary steps and precautions so that they do get ready. Unfortunately, during his term, he wasn't able to do that. I think, (laughs) I think Obama was hoping that, um, the next president would you know take this into consideration and unfortunately they got trump and trump did not uh take it into consideration Um, or take it seriously yeah he didn't take it seriously is he still even taking it seriously though god only knows what that man you know i what surprise what i don't understand or what i kind of find a little interesting is that everybody around him has managed to get it but him. I know. I know. It's so weird. He's doing everything that you're not supposed to do, yet he's still healthy. <laughs> you know, like he wasn't wearing a mask. He's shaking people's head. Like, like, what is he? Like, is he a superhero or something? Like, I don't understand. Or is he just asymptomatic and he actually did already you know catch COVID? I mean? That's possible. And that could explain why everybody around I him is getting it. I wonder if he ever got tested. Not yeah, that it exactly. matters, but like... So you know what, though? You know that they would not tell the truth. If yeah. he actually got tested and he tested positive, they would just lie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, I don't... <laughs> I just didn't understand it, but if you're, you're right. There's also that possibility that he could be asymptomatic. Yeah. So, um, now, how did you guys feel about the lockdown that we had? 
I was kind of, you know, to be honest with you, when it hit here, I, I remember the day vividly that I went into panic mode and I've just been in panic mode pretty much since this whole time was March 12th. I yep. went to the grocery store. Unbeknownst to me, the world had changed a couple hours before while I was at work. And I just walked to the grocery store to get some snacks for my daughter. And I walk in and I was like, what the hell is happening? It was packed full of people in the grocery store, lines up the wazoo. There was no more flour at that point. There was no more toilet paper. There was no more yeah. paper towel. There's no more that. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. So I called my boyfriend. I said, um, hello, <laughs> what's happening? Did you hear anything? Because uh, I don't know. There's an apocalypse coming on or what? Did I lose the memo in the mail? You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh shit, like this is real. So I start. I didn't panic buy, you know, but I started to stock up on some supplies and whatever. And so then, and I started building up, you know, at least two weeks worth of stuff for my family at that point on. So when the lockdown hit, I was like, all right, like I'm ready. Like, let's do this. It's all right. I understand the economy is going to suffer a little bit, but this stuff is real. And yeah. seeing documentaries and stuff of what, what's going on in China mm -hmm. and Italy at the time and all that, I was like, no, you know what? We need a lockdown. So uh, for me personally, I was okay with the lockdown. Mm -hmm. Paula? Um, <laughs> are you guys okay? If I take like five minutes, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> honestly, I like, like Brittany's, I remember it being, because um, I think if I'm not getting my dates wrong, um the 12 was on a thursday and mm -hmm. i work in daycare so everything was shut down like on the friday morning so my nephew's schools were closed everything was like like schools let's just say schools had been closed so we're like what's happening with us mm -hmm. so we got into work and then we were still waiting for the prime ministers to say um, what exactly is going on so then we finally got the memos that like daycares need to shut down so i think at that moment is when my anxiety was like to like a thousand so and weirdly enough i only do groceries every two weeks so i do meal prep and then groceries so i'm not like doing groceries every weekend type of a thing mm -hmm. and when i went into their stores let me tell you i think i went to five different stores mm -hmm. couldn't get a pasta couldn't get a fresh wow. vegetable couldn't get like i could not get nothing and I, I my mom literally has a Costco inside her house god bless her so <laughs> you know but you laugh though Brit. I think I, I don't I don't want you to take this the wrong way Paula but I swear it's an African thing I, I'm telling you it's, I swear I'm it's an African you. thing really yes <gasps> my is. partner's mom yo you could go grocery shopping in her mm -hmm. basement mm -hmm. facts mm-hmm my siblings come all the way from Calgary, Trenton, and they come to my mom's house and they're like, what? Like, it's like literally, we call it like they come grocery shopping. They come out of town just to come grocery <laughs> shopping. And my mom was my survival kit. Like, like for some reason, as if she knew what was going on. My mom had like 20 cases of water. Mm -hmm. She had wow. like so many Lysol. She had the, she had, my mom wow. helped us up with the vitamins. She had vitamin C, vitamin D, what you need. Wow. I got this, I got. So like, I was kind of reassured, but the thing that kind of made me a little bit anxious about the whole situation when we got the lockdown is my husband works with FedEx. So the fact that he had to be in contact with other people yeah. made me 
a little bit eerie. So like when we first started the lockdown, when I tell you I had this whole protocol in my house Mm -hmm. to begin with, I'm like, homeboy, I love you, but get undressed Mm -hmm. by the door. Mm -hmm. You run to the bathroom. Do not touch a single thing. Do your nasal rinse. It was serious. We would wash his clothes every day when he would come home. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, not luckily, but I only had to go into work once a week, meaning I was in my home with my son by myself I did not have contact with anybody and we're a big family we see each other like every day my child is a very social butterfly so I felt like it had affected I was more looking on his mental health than anything because he loves being around his cousins his daycare friends so I think like the lockdown like it really affected me in a negative way but in a positive aspect as in in a sense that it was like my second maternity leave because I had just went back to work five weeks and then the pandemic hit. So it got me to be home and like see his first steps and, you know, like all these things that I probably would have missed. And like, I got, I was so sad, but the pandemic hit literally the weekend of my son's first birthday. Yes, I remember that. So we, yeah, you remember how much we tried to plan for that? I never got to execute this little prince's birthday which hurts my heart but it's okay there's next year and we're still gonna be the same team i love you preston but too bad like you can love paw patrol next year but we do the little prince because i have everything in stock for that (laughs) definitely yeah but i mean postpone if hopefully next year we're gonna be in a better place i'm hoping you know know we're coming into the colder part of the year Mm -hmm. and so it's normally flu season and cold season so Mm -hmm. right now i'm basically having like a watchful eye on it and i'm hoping that by 2021 um it'll be a better year we had the same issue so um my partner uh, is the same nationality as uh paula so my partner is Ganyan, african Mm -hmm. don't know where that is um west africa west africa thank you correct me (laughs) um and so in their culture when a child is born they have something called an outdooring paula i i would actually turn the mic to you to kind of explain this part what is the outdooring honestly i i don't want to get anything wrong but it's pretty much um it's like a cultural event because when a, a woman gives birth to a child depending on which tribe you come from Um, there's like a restriction of a certain amount of days before you can go out. So I come from a tribe. Well, I come from two different tribes because my mom and dad are not from the same place. But we're not supposed to take from our mother's side, but I took from my mother's side. So my mom, it's seven days. So you name the child after seven days. So an outdooring is pretty much a day where you bring out your child to the world. So most tribes in Ghana, it's after 90 days. Or is it 40? Well, 40 days white, and then after like three months, you can come out. And so the world sees the child for the first time. It's mostly for like bacteria, diseases, you know, like people not all over the child and their immune system is not all that built yet. So there's also those precautionary measures. But so, yeah, it's pretty much an introduction of the child to the world. So basically going off of that, we had planned our son's outdooring for March and then the lockdown hit. So it was supposed to be his outdooring as well as uh, his christening. So that same weekend we were supposed to have it. So when the lockdown hit, 
personally, I was like, okay, whatever. We're in lockdown. It is what it is. COVID is here. Let's just deal with it. Now, in my mind, people were saying, okay, if we do lockdown the way we're supposed to do lockdown, we can actually get rid of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks. I, two oh, weeks? Bye. Okay. So, two, yeah. right? <laughs> so we were supposed to do lockdown for two weeks. And if we do lockdown for two weeks, then we can get rid of this thing. I was kind of a little skeptical because I'm thinking, listen, China did lockdown and it wasn't two weeks. That's for sure. Yeah. It was, I feel like a couple months. It was, yeah. Because they so, had started, if I'm not mistaken, like January. By the time it hit us, they were already on lockdown for like 170 something days. Exactly. So what is that, two months? No. Three oh, months? More than that. That's three months. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Wait. Oh, no, my math is off. Huh? March? I think they have been on lockdown for like Three months before Three months. we got on lockdown. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, when, when the, they were saying two weeks, we're going to be locked down for two weeks so that we could fight this thing. I was like, okay. But, you know, China was in lockdown for a lot longer. And they're finally seeing some, like, decrease in numbers. So this was by March. We started to hear that China had their numbers have decreased significantly. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, two weeks, guys? Really? I don't know about all this. But okay. Um, so I was... I was okay with it. What bummed me out was this was my daughter's first year in school. So she didn't really get a a great full experience. So here in Ontario, um, before COVID, the teachers were on strike. Oh, Oh, yes, I remember. So they were doing a lot of strikes. There was a lot of days that were missed. And before COVID, there was talks about them going on strike after the March break. But then COVID hit. So my daughter didn't have a really, like, a great first year. A lot of, you know, teacher strikes. And I was kind of bummed that she didn't get, like, a full year. Like, I wanted her to, like, enjoy being in school and making new friends and making connections. But I don't even know any of her friends, if she made any in school. I haven't kept in touch with them. Um, nothing. So when the lockdown hit, I was like, uh, I'm okay with it. Like it to me in my mind is like, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want my kids to have it. I don't want my partner to have it. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with it. And I kind of use that time to, um, you know, get more one-on-one time with my daughter you know, kind of enjoy these moments because, you know, kids, they grow up. Yeah. And when are we we're in such a unique place in this, in the lockdown that we experienced, because when were we ever going to be able to have the opportunity with our children and our families ever? Bingo. Never. Exactly. Now, I can't tell you how I feel now that we're in August, though, because <laughs> right now I'm just like, yo. Is school opening? Is COVID gone? <laughs> uh, can we take her back to school? No, COVID's still here. Okay. You're like, oh, let me just spray her down with Lysol when she comes in. She's going to be okay. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. But uh, when the lockdown hit, I, was, I had some strict rules, man. And I think it drove my partner nuts because I think he thought I was kind of overreacting. But I was like, yo, as soon as you get in from the grocery store, straight into the shower, yeah, take shower. a shower. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need a minute, wash your hands. But once you're done with that, go straight into the shower. I think it like literally drove him a little bonkers. 
<laughs> like he'd always like kind of slowly side eye me, <laughs> but <laughs> I, <love> it. <laughs> I was just you know protecting us. Mm-hmm. Which at the time, I think my son was like, I want to say four months, pushing yeah. five months maybe. Um, and I just wanted to make sure that you know he didn't get it because I did hear on the news that a baby got it, yeah, yeah. and it was the first. Oh, really? Case. Yeah. In Ontario, we had a first case of a baby getting it, and the baby was, I want to say, four months. That's oh, shoot. Baby it hits ca- too close to home. It, exactly. Yeah. It was here in Ontario, okay? And mm. and their concern was that they were so far from SickKids. So SickKids is like the children's hospital in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were so far, so they're like, if anything ever happens to their child, they're mm. too far to make it into SickKids. So they beat it though. Uh, mom, dad, and the baby beat it. Oh so that was like a relief. But I was like, yo, I don't want my baby to get this. Mm-hmm. I worked too hard for this baby. Yeah, I, I know this baby for nine months. Who mm-hmm. just stay alive, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I didn't feel no ways about the lockdown. I just thought it was a great idea. Like, I mean, what else were they going to do? Tell everybody to go to work? Yeah. 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 A pandemic. So I thought it was a great. Thing, which brings me up to my next question what was your stance on provincial leaders and federal leaders do you feel like they handle covid well Ooh. and before i let you guys answer let me just give our listeners some context here paula and Brittany are in montreal okay so that's quebec mm-hmm. i'm in ontario toronto to be specific so you're going to hear their perspective in quebec and then i will give mine in ontario okay so who wants to go first I guess I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so federal, I can't speak on the federal because I, I am not going to lie. I didn't pay too much attention to it at the time. And I still really don't just provincial because I'm, you know, egotistical, I guess. And I'm just thinking about how it's going to affect me in Quebec. But um, at first I was like, you know what? I think that they're doing a good job by implementing the lockdown. They had some restrictions, whatever. And I was okay with it. You know, um, I didn't agree with what they were doing with as far as daycare was concerned, because I thought that they should have shut down completely. Oh, you know what? I forget. Did they shut daycare, all like normal daycares down completely when this first started? Because my uh, daughter goes to essential uh, care daycare. So it had so, to remain open. Um, so what happened was daycares, we were open. Okay, wait. So they closed a Friday. Well close we had a half day and then come sunday they said that daycares were only going to be open for essential workers only right right. and you had to be in proximity of a clsc i don't know how to translate that in uh in ontario terms um and then clsc and then eventually they closed private daycares right completely and what else happened they closed private daycares but school daycares were open and then we eventually progressed to reopening up to 100 percent. because even when we opened we were still not allowed to take full capacity yeah which i agreed with Mm -hmm. i thought that that was a smart move but Mm -hmm. for my daughter's daycare um it's a hospital daycare okay so 
they were not closing down, right? They were still mm-hmm. operating and they, they were also on the list of daycares that were going to accept an X amount of people, essential, other essential care workers. So we were going to get a police officer's children or ambulance driver's children or whatever it may be. And uh, I felt uncomfortable with that because mm-hmm. I was like, listen, I don't know these people. I don't know where they're coming from. And if you're an essential care worker, you're more on the front lines of COVID. So I feel like you're yeah. at higher risk and your children are at higher risk of transmitting to my daughter and possibly transmitting to my family. So I wasn't comfortable with it. So I pulled her out pretty quickly. <laughs> I said, you know what? Forget this is not worth the risk. And I'm fortunate enough that my mom can uh, take care of my daughter. So I-, I was set, you know, from the get go. But um, so I thought that, you know, it, they dealt with it well, but not in a way that I would necessarily like, but I guess mm-hmm. it makes sense. It had to make sense for people because there's not everybody that has somebody to watch their child. And there are a lot of essential care workers that have to go into, into yep. work. So I understand that. But uh, the thing that got me still gets me, it will not make sense to me ever, is that they took forever to implement mandatory masks. I don't mm-hmm. know why it took them so long to make mandatory uh, to make mass mandatory because I think, going it was in- the, I think it was the science. They still didn't have enough information about yeah. the, the, the COVID thing. So they weren't too sure on how it was, it was being transmitted. transmitted. Yeah. Was it airborne? Was it through touch? Like what? Um, and now we know that you can get it both ways through somebody coughing in their hands and touching you. Right. Or just speaking and and a little bit of droplets. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But think about it, because what we're in August. So what they implemented this mandatory mask last month, did they not? Yeah. Yeah, we've been dealing with this since March. I'm pretty sure they had enough information because in the beginning, they said that don't wear masks. Remember, don't wear masks. It's only for people that are working on the front lines. You need right. a 95 mask. No other coverings are okay. And then it was, oh, okay, well, if you have a mask, you can wear it, but we're not sure if it's going to do anything. Yes. So we're not going to recommend it, but you can if you want to, right? But mm-hmm. by, by saying that in the beginning, masks are no good. They're not going to help you. They're not going to keep you safe. By actually stating those without the facts, you were setting up an issue for later on when you all of a sudden decide that science is now backed, that yes, you now, now masks are mandatory. Now you need, if you want to go to the doctors, if you want to go to the grocery store, wherever it may be, if you're indoors, you need to wear a mask. So now you're telling those people that they have to because it's good, but you just told them before that it wasn't good. So now you're going to get those fight backs of people. I don't want to wear a mask. It's not worth it. Blah, 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 blah. When they should have just said, we don't have enough information not don't wear a mask. You yeah. don't have enough information about the mask wearing it. If you have masks, you can wear them, but we don't have enough information. By mm-hmm. saying no, I feel like they just set us up for a lot of fight backs from people and those Karens of the world that don't want to wear <laughs> Karens of the world. Oh, yeah. my damn nervous those Karens. <laughs> <laughs> Paula, what is your thoughts, your stance? So I feel like I don't want to be negative, but I feel like they did an okay job. I mean, in the beginning when the pandemic hit, when I forget if Legault came on. Legault, by the way, is is he the prime minister of Quebec? Premier. Premier of Quebec. There you go. He's the premier of Quebec. I don't I don't know which order they came on, but Trudeau came in. I think Trudeau came on at 11 and Legault came 
on at one. And it was the thing with me and my husband. He's like, did you, did you listen? Like, well, what are the updates? Like, what's happening, you know? <laughs> and I was like, so that, I find that very informative. I found it, the only thing that I found particularly wrong about that situation is like, all of a sudden when they're like, okay, well, we're going to start opening up, boom, they just kind of like left us hanging high and dry, no more information. Yes. Type of thing. And I was just like, what's up, puppy? Like, you're not going to like, let go. We built a relationship. Like, you came in at one, max like 120, you know, like, you just dumped me. Like, I I feel like it was a hard breakup. But, um, that's the thing okay so there's two things I want to say about the daycare I feel I felt and feel like uh, a lot of people well essential workers got a lot of recognition and I'm not trying to like damper on everything they did they did amazing my sister was a nurse on the front line she works at the Jewish in the emergency and I give kudos to them but I feel like they gave a lot of I don't want to say glorification, but like they, they really like amplified like essential workers as far as like nurses and doctors. And right. I felt like educators and teachers yeah. were left on the back burner yeah, and we were yeah. not recognized. And I'm not saying that like they should have like gave us a big, nice hat and whatever. Like we got nothing and I wasn't expecting anything, but a nice like thanks for the educators, you know, that are taking in essential workers children Mm -hmm. that could be potentially affected or in liaison with people who are infected with covid you know we got nothing and wait so you got no compensation no we got got no money no extra money they gave extra money to help care workers at the hospital we didn't get nothing we didn't get nothing and you know what's funny about it you want to know when masks started being mandatory for educators in daycare? Uh-oh. I think it was June 1st. Wait, I'm lying. It was around May. And from March to May, we were with essential workers, children, mm. without any protective gear. I don't know how you guys And it, it wasn't, and it wasn't mandatory. And we like, we had to like fight for it. And it wasn't something that like, we had to go to like CNSST and be like, listen, like, what's happening you know there's no protocol like there was nothing that's the thing I felt like there was no direct protocol like okay if if you have a child with this this and that this is what you need to do they kind of gave us the basis okay just take the child's temperature and that's it now come I think June was it June 16th like mid-June they come to us with a protocol March April May June Y'all want to hit us with a protocol of how to deal with um, all these children and not knowing what to do. And if we accept children and now we have to ask questions and uh, parents are no longer allowed in the daycare. Like Mm -hmm. we, our job has like tripled and doubled since COVID has happened. And I'm not trying to be like, ah, like, but it's like parents are not allowed into the daycare. So yeah. We now have to pick up the child from the, yep. from the door, ask 10,000 questions about, have you been in contact with anybody COVID? Have you, mm-hmm. are you waiting any test results? This whole 10 minute thing while you have a lineup of parents, wow. pick up the child, go change your, your inside shoes, bring them to the class, wash their hands. We do this all. And at the end of the day, the same thing. And I feel like it was just like, I feel like on that part, they, they neglected to, you know, kind of help us. Um, and that's the thing, right? 
like I feel like when you're talking about the mask things, I think like because they didn't know, they just rather say like, I don't know, instead of saying do it and then afterwards, you know, us as humans, we're like, Well, we found this, this and that, and then for them to be like, Okay, we messed up. Yeah. Which regardless, exactly. they messed up anyways. <laughs> you know what's funny? You guys talk about Karen. I was and I'm ashamed to admit this, but I was one of those people that didn't wear masks in the beginning to go Mm-mm. grocery shopping. Okay. <laughs> we would have fought Paula. We would have been in the store fighting. <laughs> but but I, I would go alone. I would go alone. I would wear, but I didn't wear gloves. No, I never wore gloves. I would wear my glasses because I have reading glasses. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I feel like I'm not trying to like, make myself feel better but I feel like I was misinformed because I saw this whatsapp video that one of my aunties sent to me if any black person knows those whatsapp videos and it was this lady explaining how like it's bad for your lungs to keep the mask on and you're bringing back your carbon dioxide and I was just like oh shit like I don't want to die like yeah <laughs> You know, and I was just like, you know, like now I get it. You know, now I, when I go to work, I have to put on my mask, my visor. You know, I go into daycare with different clothes and I come home. Um, There's different things that I take, there's different measures that I take. But I feel like, as far as the government, it was just like they weren't sure and they didn't give us the proper information necessarily and they kept things from us. So one thing that I'm going to say that I'm actually, I'm not sure if I'm going to be happy about this because me, it didn't affect me. Like the compensation they gave out to people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm happy of how proactive they were and in, in hence of like distributing uh, money to help and uh, people who no longer had income and things like that. But that's going to hit them hard next year. Yeah, exactly. Come, and I don't think that most yeah. people realize no. that the people that are Come receiving it, they think it's season, free money. Yeah come income tax season a lot of people are gonna be crying because i'm like mm-hmm. do people not realize where do they think all this money's going? they need to like refund that funding where they got all this money from they're gonna get taxed and it's gonna be because people are like yeah it's two thousand mm-hmm. dollars yeah but you probably make two thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. but it's my you probably only get like what thousand six at the end of the exactly. month because what you're taxed on that money hence why you don't have that 2000 in your account so people didn't look at that aspect so i'm just like people need to be very careful yes it looked like good money but i hope people kept money aside to Mm -hmm. pay taxes in due time i just feel like they were misinformed like it it goes back to what you were saying they weren't given the information they should have Mm -hmm. made it very clear that we're going to give you this money to help out but you will have to pay this back and your your taxes you're going to be hit so please be wise and save your money no they don't do that so a lot of people the majority of people that i know that received it were unaware the cra is running through its numbers again right mm. so what they're doing is that when you applied for serb or whatever this stuff is, mm-hmm. um, they automatically paid you. They didn't even check if you're eligible yep. for it. Yep. Are you serious? No. I Listen, didn't know that. if you hear the horror stories, there was this story on the radio, okay? It was this particular family. I think there were like three or four of them. They got, I think in a month, over like $16,000 worth of oh money. My. Because what happened is like the man, 
he was already on, I think, disability. So not only was he getting his disability, he was also getting disturbed. And they managed to make it in a way that, like, all of them got, like, double pay. So they not only got their, like, whatever compensation, they equally got their serve on top of it, right? So. Yeah, so they didn't end up so i understand the mindset uh, about it like people need their money now so there was no let's screen you to see if you're eligible for it it was just that people were applying and people were automatically getting paid Mm -hmm. now that we're coming to the somewhat normal the cra is going through everybody's documents now thoroughly to see did he or she actually qualify for this? Mm-hmm. And if you don't qualify for this, you have to pay this back. And a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm just paying back. Um, um, what do you call it? I'm just going to be paying back a little bit of it. No, the full amount. No, if no. you're not qualified. And for it, I think it's a potential of like an additional 40% on top of it. If you didn't qualify, I was reading the fine print. It's bad. Yeah. It, yeah. Hmm. It, it's, I, I mean, I'm glad that they were able to, dish out this type of money to help people especially people who really need it but for people who thought that they could just use it and get away with it um yeah no no. like there's been a lot of fraud so some people have been applying fraudulently like they're Mm -hmm. working they have a job they they're getting an income but they thought that they would qualify for it so now think of it this way i have an income of a thousand six hundred let's say and then i apply for a serve which is two thousand Right. So now they're going to be hit with an overpayment once the CRA has done going through everybody's um, your information to see if you're qualified for it. So, I mean, I always knew just because of the where I work. Mm -hmm. So I knew um, that they would definitely do something along the lines of recalculate and see if people are qualified for it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not even surprised now that they're talking about, oh, TRA is going through everybody's, um, applications to see if they qualify for it. Mind you, I'm not going to complain here. The government did great in terms of establishing this, because if you look at our neighbors to the South and how badly that they no, were dealing yeah. with it, yeah. I am not going to complain. Yes. People are going to be hit heavy if they did not qualify for that but that's I, you sh- shouldn't be mad why did you apply yeah that's on them <laughs> that's on you, exactly. you that's sorry boo boo you can't cry you made that decision no exactly now you know reap it you know the saying you dug your grave now lay in it that's right mm-hmm. so uh i can't complain because you know the, the horror stories that i've heard in the states of people scared of losing their their apartments or um losing yeah. their houses yeah. so i'm Luckily, I never, I didn't have to use CERB. Um, That's not a problem. My partner is working. He has a job. Thank God we never had to use it. But uh, I'm sure it came for, it was beneficial for those who, who did lose their job. And it was a little bit of a sigh of relief. And, you know, you're never going to um, make everybody happy. There's always going to be somebody who say, well, $2,000 isn't enough. What do you mean not enough? Sorry? How much do they normally make the 2000 Well, know. to me, I find a 2000 like, I don't live, like, a high-maintenance life, but to me, $2,000 a month yeah. is, like, it's, and always gonna, like, yeah. There's always going to be some ding-dong who's going to say, that's not enough. Yeah. Like, I'm like, listen, be grateful with what you have, because, like I said, our neighbors to the south. Yeah. 
I think what was their stimulus check? Was it like a thousand dollars? It was a one-time thousand two hundred. You see, and we were a getting two thousand a month yeah. for months. Yeah, and they only and got I think a one-time. It's about month. to be done. What in September? I think so. Yeah. I think they're gonna cut it in September. So it's from a perspective. Exactly. Right? You can't make everybody happy. Now, how did I feel about it? Okay, so this is the Ontario perspective. I want to speak for most of us <laughs> when I say I can't stand, could not stand Doug Ford. <laughs> I never I listened to anything he said. <laughs> Listen, this this fool. Let me talk uh-oh, about uh-oh, this. She done called it a man a fool. <laughs> So if you guys don't know who Doug Ford is, um, he's Rob Ford's brother, who is now the premier of Ontario. If you want to know who Rob Ford is, he was that coconut head that made mm-hmm. a mockery out of himself and somehow ended up famous and even on like the Jimmy Kimmel show. Right. <laughs> what is he doing? What, like, we need to take a, a lesson from him and Trump. Because oh, <laughs> they're doing something right. I don't know. They're getting recognition for being dummies. Yeah. Mind you, rest in peace to Rob Ford because he passed away years uh, uh, back due to cancer. But his oh, brother doesn't take away from what he did, though. Come on. No, he was a little dummy, big dummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dummy. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> so we've got Doug. So Doug is our premier now. Me personally, and I feel like a lot of Torontonians are gonna fight me. But me personally, I preferred win. Now everyone's gonna fight me because like when when did this this decision corrupt and win? I'm like listen. Every politician that you are going to elect will do something that you don't like. But for the most part, she put in place a lot of things. For example, um, she created a program for low-income families so that they can go back to school. And, of course, it would come out of taxpayers' wallets. I'm all for lower incomes bettering themselves. And if it means that my tax dollars, hey, man, I'm for it. And it's more so like you'd get a trade or it'd be like a college thing. It's not university. It's like finishing high school, college, or a trade. So I was all for that. And then there was health care for people under the age of 20. Not health care, sorry. Medication was covered for kids or young adults under the age of 25. So yes, even though I have um, insurance, my daughter who is um who has uh, uh, severe allergies where we have to get an EpiPen that was covered by her team so when she was in power so I liked her listen mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't like her but I liked her now when the election came and we ended up with Doug I don't want Doug because I knew he was going to be a big dummy and I was right and why I say he was a big dummy is because the things that he was focusing on was just stupid like okay for one he wanted to change the license plates why thank you why 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 he wanted to change the license plates and let me add to you now he did change the license plate and guess what you can't even see the license plate at night oh lord so they had to scrap the whole thing now and go back to the original thing and you know how much money that was wasted of our tax paying dollars that was wasted. Okay, one thing. There, stupid dummy. <laughs> Second thing is he decided that he wanted to call, uh, I guess you could say copy Quebec and, and introduce alcohol in grocery stores. 
and in corner stores. So I know in Quebec, we've got our dépanneurs. So dépanneurs are corner stores. And you could go to an, a dépanneur and get yourself a beer, a two-four, whatever. You can even go to your grocery store and get a wine, whatever. Well, here in Ontario, we didn't have that. And he decided to introduce that. Personally, I'm okay with going to the LCBO or the beer store. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I just thought that. I'm like, okay, of course, speaking from an alcoholic, yeah, of course you would do that. Okay. Dummy. Waste of time. He also cut funding for people who have kids that are autistic. And I was like, why? Like, just one big dummy move after another big dummy move. So I was really pissed off with him. But then COVID came. And the way he was handling it, I think a lot of people were like, okay, he's not that big of a dummy. Um, He was implement For one, he... um, gave us like a, a bonus so if you had kids in school and now you know you have to teach your kids from home all you'd have to do is apply for this check and you would get I think it was $250 in the mail or directly deposited into your account and that money was to help you to supply your children to do school so we're like okay all right That's something. It, exactly it's something um, and then, you know, the way he was, you know, constantly coming, um, on and, and, and giving us information, I was darn to like, you know what, maybe he's not that bad, but you know, then he fell back into the dummy pool a while back. And I was like, you know what, you are dummy. You just have non-dummy tendencies. I see. <laughs> so. I was I was impressed because I think a lot of us were just annoyed with Doug. Listen, we were so annoyed with him that when I don't know if you guys remember last year, um, the Raptors won the NBA Finals. Yeah. Okay. This is how much Toronto was so annoyed with his shit. They booed him when he came on stage. Oh no. We're we were so done with his shit. <laughs> so that's how much people don't like Doug. And uh, we were just, I guess I was kind of like, well, how did he even get elected in the first place? But I was, I was impressed by the way that he handled COVID, uh, you know, keeping uh, up to date, letting us know the information, letting us know, okay, it's going to be two weeks. Okay. Another two weeks. Okay. Another two weeks. I think we mm-hmm. ended up in lockdown for maybe a month and a half. Before he started saying, okay, you could have five people. And now we're at 10 people. Um, federally, I, le- my, my, I really enjoyed how Trudeau kept us uh, informed in the loop. And he was really trying to connect with people. Um, and my favorite one is his little speech to the kids. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, where he was saying... Um, you know, thank you and, you know, have patience. And I know this time is really hard for you and you miss your friends. I really like that. I really enjoyed the fact that he took the kids into consideration and how they are feeling. And he kind of just spoke to them. Um, and uh, I think I heard something along the lines that he thanked um, frontline workers too, but I don't remember if he said anything about teachers, I think he said something about nurses. Paula, do you do you remember? I don't know. No? Okay. Honestly, I never really caught on to Trudeau's 
messages. No, okay. Yeah. So I'm impressed federally too with the whole creation of the CERB and and how quickly they were able to get payment out. Let me tell you how quick mm-hmm. it was. You applied on a Friday, by Tuesday, Monday was in your account. Yep. I was thoroughly impressed on um, how well he did with that. So overall, I think I'm more impressed with Trudeau than I'm with Doug. <laughs> and that's because I still consider Doug a big dummy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so now, um, for the both of you, how has life changed for you guys since COVID? Um. I've really spent a lot of time because I was home, um, during the, the, the initial lockdown for about maybe two months or something and, uh, spent a lot of time thinking, you know, doing a lot of self-reflection and that, and getting my priorities straight and realizing things that need to change. And I started therapy now, uh, like virtual therapy. And so I feel like all of this is kind of, I don't want to say it's a good thing because it's, we're still in it. It's Mm -hmm. not over. Um, There's been a lot of bad, there's been a lot of deaths, a lot of illnesses and all of that. So I don't want to say that this has been a good thing, but for me personally, just being selfish it was good for me because I'm going to be making changes in the future because of realizations that I've had during all of this self-reflection. Cause even now, even that we're out of lockdown, I still don't go out. Mm-hmm. I just go to the grocery store or Walmart or whatever it may be that I have to go, but I don't go see my friends and I don't go to restaurants and I don't really do mm-hmm. anything. I'm home work and stores. And that's that. So I'm still spending a lot of time, with the family it made me realize that life is really short yes and, and you Can don't you repeat know- that again Brittany, for the people <laughs> who didn't hear and for the, the people in the back life is really short exactly i think that's the biggest takeaway thing that anybody from any country anywhere all over the world we can all relate and say life is short. You never know when something might change. Your life can change in instance. Like I was saying that March 12th, life changed. I just went to the grocery store to get some goldfish crackers. And I ended up <laughs> stockpiling a whole bunch of stuff and being like, oh my God, apocalypse. So it really, it really is, it's a good thing if you if you take away all the bad and try to look at the good, you try to focus on the good, it is good because you get to realize what's important, really. Yep. It's not things that are important. No, no. it's not, it's, it's none of that. It's your family, it's your health. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's all the things that, that brings you back down to how life, I guess, used to have been when uh, we didn't have all this crap, all mm-hmm. this technology, all yes. this everything and trying yes. to keep up with the Joneses. Yep. It's like really just spend time with your family keep yourself healthy. Oh, another thing for me, I don't know about you guys, but thankfully, thank the good Lord, I was able to lose some weight. You did? And I'm over here gaining weight. Girl, Girl, no. I need to come to your house. (laughs) You need to come to my, come on over to my house. Quarantine weight is 14. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, you know what? I have to be honest with you. One of my friends is a personal trainer and nutritionist. And she got in touch with me because right before COVID, I was telling her like, oh, I need help. I've, I've gained so much weight since my daughter. Cause like my daughter's four and like, I'm, st- I'm almost at my, the height of my pregnancy weight. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. So I'm like, uh, no, this can't, this can't be, I, I'm not, this is not going to be my new normal. 
So I contacted her, but then COVID hit and everything, whatever. So then during the quarantine, she was like, how's everything going with your, uh, your fitness journey? And I was like struggling. Cause like mm-hmm. you guys, yeah. Quarantine where are you kidding me? You're at home. You're eating snacks. You're eating, yes, you're eating you're snacking. So that's cause you're bored and yep. you're like, let me find some food. Let yep. me make some comfort food. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? And oh, they didn't have bread. So now all of a sudden now I'm making bread. I never made bread before this. You made fun. bread. Oh yes, girl. I made bread. Wow. I, I'm, I made bread and it's good bread. And I I'm coming over to your house. You better show me how you make your bread because I did not make bread. I made banana bread a lot. Really? <laughs> you, you got to give me that recipe because I'm not very good at banana bread, but I will send you the recipe for my bread. It's so good. It's quick. It's a no need bread. It's really good. But uh, anyways, I digress. And uh, so I, she told me here, well, you're going to start intermittent fasting. You're going to start doing it, which I'd done before, mm-hmm. but I didn't do it in the right way. I didn't know. I was just not eating for a certain period of time. And then I would just eat like my first meal would be carbs and like Mm -hmm. sugars and stuff like that. So it didn't really help me. Yeah. I lost a little bit weight back when I did it, but it came right back on as soon as I went back to normal eating. So she kind of taught me to eat correctly. There's things that you're supposed to eat when you end your fast and try to cut down on the carbs and try to cut down on the sugars. So that's what I've been doing. And when initially when I went back to work, I did start to gain a little bit of weight back because I was hard. It was hard for me to balance that new way of eating plus going to work. Plus now my workload is exponentially larger because I have all this protocol that I have to do now with COVID. So I, I struggled a bit, but now girls, I lost some weight. I'm feeling much better. I started working out. So it's actually helped me personally. So I, I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from all the bad. I will acknowledge the bad. There's been <laughs> yes, a lot, yes. a lot, a lot of bad. There's been family conflicts and stuff because of COVID and not people not seeing people and da, 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 da. Yep. it's been bad, but you can find some good sometimes or sometimes mm-hmm. you have to, or else you're going to go crazy. I've had my dark periods. I won't lie. I had my dark periods during this time feeling down, you yep. know, again, we can have a whole episode on mental health during COVID. Yeah. Oh God, yes. You know? What? But, Paula, uh, you? Yeah. So <sighs> it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> I think um I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be like I'm gonna choose to look at all the positive aspects that it has hit on me. Hey um, man, you could do positive yeah. and negative, whatever yeah. you yeah. want. I think I I I, I wouldn't say I appreciate COVID, but I kind of appreciate the COVID only because it really made me um, have a lot more time with my son. And mm-hmm. I feel like we're in such a fast paced life that it's like we miss on the little things, you know? And I think that like, um, I was talking about this with my coworker and she feels like, this generation is a lot more anxious, you know, than like the past generations. And I was looking at it and I'm like, damn. And it, it helped me uh, just refocus my thinking on what I really wanted to do in life. It gave me that extra time um, to refocus my goals and just look at like the little things. Like, honestly, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, if your dishes are not washed when you go to sleep, like, mm-hmm. is it really that much? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to kill me. And, and like COVID could possibly kill me. So, uh, yeah, I think it really built, 
I built a stronger bond with my family. We got a lot closer. We did a lot more activities together. Um, I got a lot closer to one of my sisters because as you guys know, well, I don't know, but I have a really big family. Um, yeah, it made me create a lot more bonds and I was able to like take out the time to like FaceTime with certain people that I would never like, well, I wouldn't say never, but like some of my siblings were not that close and they live quite far and we were able to like kind of reconnect on those levels. Cause now like what I actually have the time to do certain things. And mm-hmm. so in a sense, I'm grateful. And I think, I don't know if anybody's religious here, but I'm just going to speak a moment. And I think that, like, sometimes, like, we look at things and we're like, ah, oh, God, why did you do this? But I think that, like, God wanted us to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted us to slow down. And, like, I don't know if anybody looked into it, but, like, like the planet shifted. You know, like, the ecosystem shifted. Like, the pollution, like, kind of started settling down. Mm-hmm. And God just wanted us to, like, stop and relax and, like, look at the birds and, like, smell can you say smell the honey? I don't know what the expression is, but do something with that. (laughs) And I feel like, so it was that. Um, I'm not going to lie. It did make me a lot more anxious. Um, Mm -hmm. I've never actually said this, but I actually, I shouldn't say suffer, but I guess I was quote unquote diagnosed with postpartum anxiety. So um, it, it, it hit me a lot worse than I thought it would. And I've had to learn how to deal with it in other ways yeah. than because if I would have continued a fast paced life that we were living post COVID, it would have been a lot worse. So I think that COVID, yes, it heightened my anxiety, but at the same time, it gave me some time to like slow down and look at like ways to control things that I can and cannot control. I don't know how to say it in the context, but like certain things I can't control and I just gotta let it go. Let it be. Yeah. Let it go. And there's other things like I have the power to control. And it's all in me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that those are the positive things that I'm gonna take away from COVID. That's great. I think for me, the positive was I think I'm I think I would agree with you guys in the same regards to myself. It would be uh, I really had to sit down and reflect on my life and see um, where you're at right now. Are you happy? Um, so if not, what can we do? Is there something that needs to be worked on within myself? Um, and um, it, it was a lot of kind of like soul searching, really. Um, and I think what also kind of drove it more is seeing how many deaths have been happening Mm -hmm. due to COVID and also outside of COVID. Um, And it was literally the same thing as you, Britt, you know, life is really short. Like don't even take any moment for granted because Uh you never know when it's your time to go. That's right. Right. And I, and for me, I'm like, I don't want to, I think I was thinking along the lines of, oh, I have tomorrow. Oh, I have tomorrow. Oh, I have tomorrow. Well, you don't know if you have tomorrow. And I think that was the big, I think I really had that realization pre-COVID. It was when we found out Kobe Bryant died. Mm. And when he died, let me tell you guys. Okay. Let me just break it down here. I was a baller. Okay. Britt, you knew I used to play ball. Um, but I was really into basketball. I was really back in the day, I was really big into the NBA. I never thought I was gonna be a baller because mm-hmm. 
I just didn't, but I was really into basketball. I would tell you, I knew the teams, I knew the players, like I knew everything. And Kobe, the three people that I grew up with is Kobe, Shaq, and Jordan. Those were the ones that I grew up with. Those were like my basketball idols. Before, you know, before the Allen Irises, before the LeBron James, before the D Wade, those were the three. And when um, Kobe died, I literally was like dumbfounded. I was just in a state of shock. Yeah. You know, and it was so left, so left. Like, I remember when um, we were in the kitchen and me and my partner were having a discussion, and he looked down, he got a notification on his phone. And he's like, get the fuck out. I was like, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Kobe Bryant died. I'm just grabbing my phone, rummaging through information. Mm -hmm. And Kobe died in a plane crash. And I think it was really at that moment that I realized, yo, life is short. Mm -hmm. Especially because he just had a baby girl. Yeah. And, you know, that baby girl is not even going to remember who you are because she was just a baby when he died you know i think now she's probably four five months uh, or something along the lines of that maybe what maybe eight months now i don't know but um to me when kobe dies that that was that was the starting point of me realizing okay and then covid hit and seeing people or rather hearing stories of people getting infected with COVID. Some of them make it, but some of them don't. Um, And I'm just sitting with myself like, yo, you need to figure your shit out because it was along the lines of, if you were to lose your life tomorrow, were you happy with the life that you lived? Mm -hmm. Were there any regrets? Was there anything that you did not get to do that you wanted to do? Yeah. If you can say yes to that and say, I lived a good life. I did what I wanted to do. I'm ready to go. Great. But I ain't ready to go. That's yeah, right. there you go. There's things that I have not yet done that I want to do. And, you know, I think that's why I kind of went full, full throttle with this podcast. I was like, this is something that I, I wanted to do. I was, um, you know, getting my feet wet all up into this. And I said, just, just go into it, go in hard. And I, I also did my YouTube channel and I, I blog and I was like, this is something that I've always watched other people do. Mm-hmm. I've got friends who are doing YouTube and who are doing very well, very successful in it. And I was like, oh, I always wanted to start it, but there was always an excuse behind it. Right. There was, it was more the fear of doing it and not being successful. Right, right. Yeah. And from COVID, I realized, what do you have to lose? Do it. Nothing. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah, because when worst... you're kind of faced with that death in a kind of way, or, you know, potential death, if you catch it, you're kind of like, whoa, wait a second. My fear of doing X, Y, Z is yeah. not as bad as dying. That, that's it. So let me just do this real quick before anything happens. That's it. So I, like I mentioned, the podcast that I'm doing, the YouTube, my blogging, and I'm like, I need to sit down with myself and just figure out my life in its entirety as well. Are, are you happy? Whether it's job, whether it's relationship, everything. Yeah. 
and reevaluate. If you're not happy with the job, and I know a lot of people say, if you're not happy with your job and it's affecting your mental health, don't stay. Right. Right. And, you know, I agree with that. If your job uh-huh. is affecting your mental health, don't stay. But be smart if you're going to leave. Right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be smart if you're going to leave. Don't just <laughs> cuss out your manager and say, <laughs> deuces, you might need that recommendation. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but definitely, you know, look for other avenues, other ventures. I've thought about, you know, I'm not very, I'm not there in terms of where I want to be career wise. And I'm looking at into things like starting my own business myself. Right. You know, and what does that look like? What do you want to start if you start your own business? Mm-hmm. No, I want to ultimately be overall happy. And of course, if a little bit of wealth is gener- generated through it, you know, why not start generational wealth? My kids will be set. Right. Their kids will be set if they decide to take the business on, right? <laughs> so it has changed me. It has really messed with me. It has changed me. I'm no longer taking people's shit anymore. If I don't like it, that's it. I'm not stressing over you anymore. Why? Why am I stressing? Yeah. Right? When people are losing their life, what, what, why am I stressing? Yeah. yeah. Not going to do it anymore. If you're not bringing me any type of joy, let it go. So it has changed me. Um, my perspective on life has changed before I was just kind of running through the day, like keep going, go, 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 go. Now I'm like, okay, well, you know what, what about you? And especially, I think we can all agree as mothers, our first priorities are our children. Yeah. And I said, nah, 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 nah. I'm not going to fall into the same habit that my mother did and i'm sure her mother did i need to do something for me whether that's a timeout, going to the spa getting my nails done get my hair done yeah. i need to take care of me because at the end of the day who's taking care of me that's right i'm only going to be taking care of myself that's right mommy's you know? gone that's it mm. you know like I, I i can't i mean it'd be nice if my kids took care of me but yeah. we're not, <laughs> we're not soon, there yet soon. We're not there yet. Yeah, soon. They're four and in a couple months. So I don't see that happening right now. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, as of right now, I need to take care of myself. Um, Somebody gave me a great analogy in terms of that. And and he said to me, think about it this way. If you don't take care of yourself, you're not your best. You can't um, do what you need. Exactly. So you need to take care of yourself give yourself a hundred percent in order for you to give others. And especially with kids, younger kids under the age of six, they mm-hmm. take a lot. Mm-hmm. Let me tell a you. A lot. Child. And y'all, we both, all three of us have kids under the age of six and they take a lot of our energy. And so he was saying, think of it like an airplane, whenever an airplane is going through distress, you know, those little dangly things come out where you yeah, get yeah. oxygen. I don't know what they're okay. called. I'm just calling them the dangly things. <laughs> <laughs> So the dangling things come out and every time when you go on a plane and they give you the instruction on how to deal with it, what is the thing that they say that you need to do? Put on yours first. Put on yours first before you assist others. So that's, that's, we forget that. 
Yo. We forget that. When it applies to our life, we are so quick to be like, what do you need? What do you need? I'll fix That's it. it. Oh, oh it. I'll just eat the, the little scraps. Whatever my kids don't eat, that'll be my supper. That's it. Don't worry about it. Oh, they need, we all need clothes, but uh, it's okay. I'll just Girl. get the clothes I've been wearing for the past 10 years. Yeah. Get them new clothes. Oh, they don't even really need this new shirt or these new shoes, but they're so cute. I'm going to get them. I'm going to get it for you. Hey, let me tell you, we're all guilty of it. We put our yeah. kids first over ourselves, right? I will put my partner's needs first. I'll put yep. my children's mm-hmm. needs yep. first. My partner's starting up a business. So I'm going to put, you know, I'm going to take care of the kids while you deal with your business, you know? And, um, oh, I have to take Janae to ballet. Oh, I have to take uh, my son to um, uh, a doctor's appointment. It's mm-hmm. always, and I'm like, you know what? COVID has really taught me, you know, I had a problem with asking people for help mm-hmm. and I'm working on it. That's good. That's a big one. Yeah, ask for help. If you can't do it, if you're tired, if you're burnt up, hey, can you take care of these kids? <laughs> they all too. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, can you take care of your kids? <laughs> Somehow when a man watches his own kids, it's babysitting. I'm Girl. like, oh, babysitting? <laughs> babysitting? No, that's, that's his dada. We had that baby yeah. inside of us, so please. Baby, and then we should applaud them. I ain't applauding shit. No, <laughs> no, the fuck. Like uh, Chris Rock said, "What do you want? A cookie? You're doing what you're supposed, you're supposed to, do. to do." Boom. Say it again, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could impersonate him, but I really can't. Oh Gosh, no. And they're like, "Oh, you should thank him. Thank him for what? Yeah. He put a baby in me, so I mean, he's equally responsible for this child." <laughs> Let's be honest, though. If you don't thank them. They ain't going to do it again. I know. Okay, you have to. You have to be smart. We're, we women have to be very smart and strategical when it comes to these things. You have to because, stroke a man's ego, too. Yeah. Like, oh, baby. <laughs> you know, the other day when you ironed my shirt. Thank you. <laughs> so that's how... Um, that's how I dealt with COVID and I'm actually very, I've even started journaling, journaling my thoughts, how I'm feeling during the day. You know, Brittany, I might even take up your suggestion and how you've been doing therapy. I might go and seek some therapy too. Honestly, it's, it's life changing. I believe it It really is life changing. And it's things that it's not even like, I think there's this stigma around going to therapy. You Thank know, especially you. in the black community, it's like, oh no, you don't do that. You just yeah. deal with your problems. You suck it up. And yeah. What's going on? And it's like, no. Or because you it, go take it to the Lord. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh God. Oh. If I hear don't that, get me started, Michelle, please. Line one more time. Take it if to I, Jesus. Oh. Jesus will answer all your prayers. All your prayers. Oh my. Oh so, man. God gives you the tools and the people who can help you deal with it. Yeah, he gives you the resources. Okay. That's it. Jesus he, doesn't just come down and say, "Hey." I got you. <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny? Just on a side note about Jesus, um, a lot of Christians I saw on Facebook and other places, I'm not going to mention any names, but talking about dealing with COVID when it first started. Oh, everybody, don't stress about it. Just pray. Just pray about it and everything will be okay. That's not how that works. If mm-hmm. I want money, 
I don't just pray about it. I, I about pray, you, about, I pray it, about my money. And I because... go, yeah, I pray about it. And I also go and look for a job. They you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, it's not just going to fall in your lap. Yeah, you're not a magician. Who helps themselves. That's right. You can't, you can't just sit and be like, don't worry. I believe in God. So he got me. So uh, let's just sit and watch TV. I'm going to look for <laughs> nah. a job. Let me check my bank account real quick. Did he put money? Oh, no, I guess he's going to put it tomorrow. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am praying for a long lost relative to be rich and come oh, back. Oh, same. <laughs> I'm playing, praying for one of those scam emails to be true. Oh, gosh, yeah. You have a long lost auntie who has a million dollars. <laughs> Woohoo, I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm praying for that one. <laughs> but you're right. Um, no, I, I don't know why there's a stigma in the Black community. And I feel as though more our generations and the generations after us, we're dealing with therapy a little bit better yeah. we're dealing with a better and i want to say better than our parents agreed generation agreed because our parents generation would be like oh hell no yeah. we ain't gonna talk to no i feel like for them they think like therapy snitching i don't know <laughs> but um i mean it kind of is sometimes but it's not like it's going to a cop you're just basically getting you're feeling well yeah, yeah and you're dealing with past hurts because as black people i don't know if you know we have unfortunately we not only have the traumas that we're dealing in the house but we've also got generational trauma yeah. as well yeah. so um i always i i've done therapy i've done it a lot i've done it throughout my um 20s so i have no problem with therapy i love therapy i um I advise anybody who needs it to go for it. It's, it's great. It, it, you learn things about you that you didn't know. You see things in a different perspective. Yeah. It helps you cope. I definitely agree that people should go and do therapy 110% now to tell your parents generation that I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they gonna bring it back up to Jesus. Oh no, Jesus, yeah. the good Lord has me. They gonna check though. They got They're gonna check it back up to Jesus. Um, my mom therapy was foreign for her, and when I told her I went to therapy, she just gave me the huge side eye. Really? Like, yeah, but you know she's coming around, and I find that maybe I won't say all of our parents' generation, but I feel like some of the people of that generation are starting to warm up to the idea or if they're not doing it they get why other mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. are doing it you know and then you do have the stubborn ones who are like i ain't the problem you the problem everybody's the problem when we you we can clearly see there's a problem yeah. here um so uh, at this point, I just definitely encourage people to do that. Uh, I do know, like you said, Britt, there is a stigma in the Black community when it comes to it. And I'm hoping that in the future, it no longer becomes that stigma. And people are so free and open to say that they've gone through therapy. I've heard some Black celebrities talk about it. Um, Yvonne Orji, I don't know if you know, she plays, um, what's her name? Molly in Insecure. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. okay, okay, okay. She does therapy. Um, there's so many. Uh, I don't know if you know something. Still, Sterling Silver. Sterling. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, Sterling something. Sterling something. He was in This Is Us, 
Mm-hmm. And he also played the general in Frozen. And I'm saying that because my daughter. Loves I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he's the black general in, huh. in Frozen. Okay. Um, he does therapy. He talks about it very openly. I think he even talked about it in the, the Black Love series on oh. OWN. Uh, I think he did. I can't remember 100%. Um, so I see that a lot of black people are talking about it. I like to hear more of it, more of a discussion so that it eventually becomes normal. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the big thing. It's like it's good that people are talking about it because it makes you feel like I'm sure you know what, even the older generations, I'm sure that a lot of people do recognize that they have X, Y, Z uh, hang up issues, whatever that stopped them in their lives or whatever it may be, but they don't want to go to therapy because they think that, oh no, that's for people that are like crazy people or whatever. Right. I'm not that flawed. Oh, what I'm experiencing is not unique to me. Everybody's going through it. So why should I single myself out and go to therapy? But yeah, everybody, everybody can benefit yep. from therapy. Yep. Everybody has trauma. Everybody has issues. Everybody can look back because really that's what, I don't know what your therapy, but for me, it's about, you know, thinking about the past and, and what has caused whatever issues that are you're having in the, in the present. And so everybody can go back and say, pinpoint this happened to me. And this is why I do X, Y, Z. And so therapy just kind of allows you to think about that and really ask yourself those tough questions and figure a way that a does that serve its purpose anymore if me continuing to do this does it serve the same purpose that it did when i initially started this bad behavior or b how can i how can i do better for myself and for as for me i think better for my daughter how can i show her a better example how can i get rid of whatever issues or deal accept whatever issues and find another way to to showcase them so my daughter doesn't go through the same thing yeah because we we see our mothers specifically as well we see our mothers and the things that they have done the things that they have accepted and allowed for themselves and mm-hmm. we take that as oh, okay well that's just how that's it just is. how life is yeah that's not how life is and it's no. not okay and it's okay to get therapy and it's okay to talk to people even yeah. if you don't want therapy because let's be honest therapy is not for everybody in that you may not find the right therapist for you yeah yeah and it, it's expensive oh okay? yeah it's, that's it's, the next it's thing it's pricey it is so that was that's why it took me so long to to do it. and i finally decided you know what listen i'm worth it so let me spend the money but not everybody has that uh, ability so find uh somebody that you can speak with find that friend that's not going to judge you and is just going to listen to you and kind of help you or whatever just talk to people and there needs to be discussion when people say i'm a big believer when people say well how are you don't just say good if you're yeah. not good. yeah good. yeah and I think another thing about COVID, what has helped is that I've, it's really shown me who my friends are. Yeah. Right. If I'm having a bad day with the kids, I'll call Paula up. Right. <laughs> ah, kids are driving me crazy. If my partner's driving me crazy, Britt, come get this man. <laughs> come get him <laughs> before I kill him. And, and you really see who your friends are and you see who has patience, who is understanding. Yeah. You know, because I I have some single friends who have no idea. They're just kind of like, I I can't help you. I don't understand. I don't have kids, you know, and and that's fine. They're still considered my friends, even though they're, Uh but I just think that, you know, for people who are in our situation where we have kids and we've got a partner and 
you know, it's a lot more understanding. There's no judgment because maybe we went through it. We are dealing with these temper tantrums and, Mm -hmm. you know, we can, Hey girl, it's okay. You're doing the best you can. And it's, it's, it's nice to have support. Exactly. The support system. So I think COVID has shown me who my biggest support system is and who really, you know, didn't judge me. Because, you know, I'd be venting about these kids and y'all hear about it. Like, I'm like, damn mine. Janae's asking so many questions. <laughs> um, so um, that's also uh, what has come out of COVID for me. So um, now for both of you, I don't know if Paula, maybe you could, I don't know if you can answer this. Maybe you could answer it in terms of other kids, but how did you explain this to your kids? So Britt, how did you explain it to your daughter? And Paula, I don't know if your son's able to comprehend. No, he don't understand nothing. <laughs> how old your son? He said he's about to be 18 months. He said, go get a diaper. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Preston, don't touch the door. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Lord child. And all he wants to do is go outside. Shoe? Oh, wow. Shoe? I'm like, no. <laughs> We're not going outside. The coronavirus outside. Boy, stay inside. <laughs> shoe? <laughs> shoe. This damn shoe. I have to hide his shoes. Oh, so that just made my night. Shoe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, running joke. Um, but what about your nieces and nephews? Have they? Okay, so, oh God, this is a, it's complicated. Cause so my sister works, works. I'm Jewish, so she was on the front line of everything. So when the pandemic initially hit, it was okay. And then um, when things started getting really serious, um, my sister actually had to leave her kids with my mom. Mm-hmm. Up on, and she would go to work up until things started like cooling down. Mm-hmm. So they only went back home around June. Uh, so from so March until June. June. They were wow. with my mom exclusively. Wow. And then, uh, so my sister's kids are eight, five, and two. Oh, wow. So the other day I was at her house. I, I think she sneezed or she coughed on me or I don't know what it was. And we started talking about the coronavirus. And my sister is a very, like, I explained to you X, Y, and Z. She doesn't beat around the bush and she doesn't call it like, the penis like a wee wee and no 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 she's like the penis goes into the vagina and then the, yeah she's so, me she's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she no she lays it out so my niece is like she's like i don't have any symptoms of coronavirus and i'm like what mind you she's five i'm like what are you talking about maya she's like i'm like, like symptoms are high fever what? <laughs> Damn. Throat. and i was just like maria she's like you got to keep the children informed. <laughs> so, Dang, she sounds so like a they, commercial. <laughs> I'm telling you. So like my sister, she informed them. And like, so they know I live in a condo. So when they, when they originally started coming back over, they would not touch doorknobs. So like, obviously, cause like there's a lot of people coming in and I'm, mm-hmm. so the first time they came, I'm like, just open the door. Check. Like, there's multiple people's hands have touched this doorknob. Wow. And I'm like, wow. okay, Maya, here's a, cl-. like, I had to go and open her, like, come all the way down. And it's just like, so they, they were really informed. And I'm actually happy because like, they know, they know things and they know how to put on their mask. I don't know if it's because my sister's in the medical field that like, yeah. she like, just like informed them from A to Z, but like, they get it. My son, 
doesn't get anything. Of course. He's touches and licks yeah. everything, picks up the rocks <laughs> off the floor, licks the floor, <laughs> plays in water puddles. He don't give up. He's just mm. like, whatever. So we'll see. But if but, ever he grows up, God forbid we ever have another pandemic, oh, I think I'll take my sister's route and just give it to him like on a plane slate. But do you think that's a little too much for a little kid? Like mentally, um, that's a lot. Yeah. For her? Mm, yes if it was other kids my sister's kid i don't want to be like yeah but they're like they're really mature for their mm-hmm. age like my nephew comes to me the other day and he's like uh he's talking with my husband and he's like oh he's my uncle through marriage I'm like what Jeez. he's wow. like yeah like he's like you're my aunt but you married richard so that's my uncle through marriage okay. and he's right and yeah the, my sister's kids are just like not she like just like they're mini adults she doesn't treat them like kids kids so mm-hmm. i think it depends i think it depends on the type of child you have mm-hmm. to see what you how much information you give them but her they're fine with it they're like yellow so. yeah. and you brit how are you explaining this to maya for me uh it was a difficult one because I didn't want to, not that I'm saying that, you know, your sister's doing anything wrong. That's just not the mm-hmm. route that I wanted to go because my daughter's personality, I feel like she, it would scare her yeah, and it would overwhelm her. And I didn't want to do that. So I was like, to me, and I, I always think that, you know, I'm one mistake away from screwing up her whole life. So I'm like, <laughs> oof, this is the finding moment. And I was like, you need <laughs> right. to get this together, you know? So I was like, okay, hey, how do I explain it? So I was researching how to speak to toddlers about COVID-19, but there wasn't that much <laughs> out, right? Because no. we're all experiencing it together. So I just explained to her that there's germs outside. Yes. Because I took her from daycare. I was like, you can't go to daycare because there's too many germs. There's germs yeah. outside. Everybody has germs. And I tried to explain. I didn't want her to think that everybody is a walking coronavirus and we're like uh, Jesus, God, Mary, Joseph. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, we have germs too. Okay. Everybody has germs. And right now we all have to keep our germs to ourselves. So that's why we stay home. That's why grandma stays at her house. That's why your cousin stayed at their house and all that, because they need to keep their germs to themselves. Right. So that was good enough for her at the time when it first started about March, April, whatever. Then she started asking more questions. How come I can't go see grandma? How come I can't do this? How come I can't do that? And I'm like, because of the germs, like we'd go to visit my, my mom but we stay in the driveway, right? Right. And my mom would be at the door frame and then she'd say, I want to go give grandma a hug. You can't. Grandma, do you have germs in your house? Oh, no. like, yeah, she has germs in her house. And so it was a little difficult in the beginning, but she wasn't, she wasn't scared. She was just, she didn't understand. She was four. She was three at the time because she turned four during quarantine. Mm-hmm. And um, so now and oh, oof, oof. Well, let me tell you the, fr- I didn't bring her anywhere, right? Uh, she was staying at home. If I had to go to grocery store, I went to the grocery store by myself. There's no way I would. Yeah. But once things started to open up a little bit, I brought it to the, to Walmart, the first store that we went to. And I almost had a panic attack. Cause I'm like, oh my God, there's so many opportunities to touch things. Yeah. Yeah. Gloves, even though they were too big for her little hands. I put those gloves on her. I put a mask on. I was like, don't touch anything if you <laughs> want to see something you just tell me and i'll show it to you don't touch, don't touch and she'd go in what the little kids do touch her face yes move the mask down to scratch her nose yes. yes and at first i was like no don't touch that don't touch your nose don't touch your face and i was like out of fear 
you know, yeah. I was, I was kind of yelling at her, you know, and then I got some perspective and I was like, that's going to make her scared. Yeah. You don't want to make her scared. So I try to explain the reason why mommy doesn't want you to touch your nose is because you could have germs on your hands and that goes in your nose and it'll get you sick. Yeah. You don't want to go to the hospital. Another thing I explained to her was if you go to a hospital, because at the time, right, no visitors, no this and that, I'm like, mommy and daddy won't be able to be there. So you don't want to go to see the doctor by yourself. So we need to stay healthy and this and that. Yeah. And now this child gets it. She, mm-hmm. if I bring her to the store, she knows she doesn't touch anything. She doesn't even touch the cart. I know they quote unquote <laughs> sanitize the cart, but I take Lysol wipes and I wipe the cart down before I go. And she knows, wait until mommy Lysol's the thing down. Then she asks me if she can touch the cart. If she wants to touch anything, I tell her, use your elbow. So she'll point at something with her elbow or whatever. Mm. She gets it. The mask she gets it. And the thing for me and my, my biggest advice for parents out there of younger kids who may have difficulties getting them to wear masks, find masks that they like. Yes. Yeah. If they like unicorns, get them a unicorn. Yes, a unicorn. Mask. Or let yeah. them choose their mask. Give them an array of masks and let exactly. them choose. Exactly. And that's what I've done. And Amaya loves her masks. Yeah. Now. When we would go out, she's like, oh, even if we're not, we're not going anywhere, we're just going for a drive. Oh, can I wear my mask? Can yeah. I wear my pink <laughs> mask? So she gets it. And oh, I'll just quickly tell you another story. We just went to uh, one of the splash pads. You know how parks have little uh, water areas? Yes. Sometimes? So we were walking by and there were no kids there. And I said, okay, we can go play because I don't, I don't let her go to the park. I don't let her be around any other kids. So I said, there's no kids. Let's go play. So we were there for about an hour. And then this family showed up with two kids. And she looked at me, she goes, oh, no. Like she started to get a little fearful. I said, it's okay. We can stay. You just have to keep your distance. Yeah. They have to stay over there and you stay over here and that's fine. Just don't touch anything uh, they've touched and don't go around them. That's all. And uh, it was, the kid may have been around two or something like that. And he ran towards her and she ran away. She put her hand up and she said, no, stop. <laughs> close. And I was like, all right, she gets it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I, I took the same route as you, Brittany. I explained to my daughter. My son is, of course, only a couple months old. Like, literally doesn't even walk, babbles, da 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 Like, nothing. Is, and he's with me. He doesn't walk. He's in a stroller or a car seat. So he's never going to go wander off. But with my daughter, I explained to her because she was in school. So in um, Quebec, you guys don't start in uh, um, kindergarten until, what, the age of six? No, five. Depends on your birthday, right? Yeah, five before September 30th. Right. So here in Ontario, you start school the year you turn four, not before September. So you could be four, turning four in October. Huh. But school starts in September, but you would be starting JK in September. So even Hmm. if your birthday is October, November, December, you'd be starting the year you turn four. Wow. So um, she had to deal with school. And then I told her, oh, you're going to be on March break and then COVID. So I uh, sat her down and I was like, listen, you won't be going back to school for a little bit because of there's germs outside. These germs can make you sick. And sometimes you can catch these germs and not get sick and you don't even know you have it. Mm -hmm. until you give it to somebody else so you could be fine and you have the germs but then you go to nana's house and nana will get it so what we're gonna do is we're gonna stay home 
I do feel as though it may have contributed to her a little bit of anxiety because I did see how much my daughter has changed. Mm-hmm. Overall, she's more of um, she plays independently. So you could just give her a bunch of toys and she'll play by herself. No, so she's not quick to look for friends. She's not mm-hmm. quick to ask, oh, why can't we see Soraya, her friend, or why can't we see another one of her friends? She'd play with her, her toys. She'll be fine. So there was no, uh, like, I think she was kind of happy that she wasn't going back to school because we were having a hard time with her. And I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. I don't go to school. <laughs> so we were having a hard time with her on that end. But um, when COVID hit, she was okay. She was playing by herself. I did notice that the more I explained it to her, there was a little, it seemed as though she was a little scared or a little bit of, anxiety because my daughter had no problem sleeping in her bed all of a sudden mm-hmm. mommy can I sleep with you you know and then I would have to take her back in her room and I would sleep yeah. with her until she falls asleep and then you know creep on out and go back into my room so I did notice that it was starting to maybe a little bit of anxiety was starting to set in mm-hmm. she understood fully there was no re-explaining I didn't have to break it down for she got it so whenever we went to go see um, her Nana, which is my partner's mother, she got it. We're standing outside of the door and we're talking to Nana. Mm-hmm. There was no question as to why the germs. Yes. And even till now, she's like, but mommy, what about the germs? I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. We're going to wear our mask and uh, we're going to make sure we sanitize and wash. Even when um, daddy comes home, because sometimes daddy will go do groceries. He'll come home. She'll run, stop halfway mm-hmm. and say, daddy, did you wash your hands? <laughs> 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 so she gets it. She's smart. She gets it. No problem. Um, and even when she comes home, if we go out and she comes home, she beelines for the bathroom and goes, washes her hand. So she gets it, but I do see that it's kind of scared her a little bit. And um, now she's, you know, wants to sleep with mommy. And I think I'm not the only one. I've had other mom friends tell me that their kids have changed. A lot of it is the same story. They used to sleep in their room. Mm -hmm. Now they're sleeping with me or now they're asking to sleep with me. And it, it's a lot for a four-year-old. It's You know what? It's a lot for anybody at this age. In general. Yeah. Yep. Right? And I think kids are definitely having a hard time because for those who are very sociable kids, they can't see their friends. Right. You know? And they're having a hard time. For some people, they're dealing with um, milestones, graduation. I have two nieces mm-hmm. who graduated and who had to have a virtual graduation, which is wild. You know, like who thought we would ever be in this situation? So they didn't get to have, I guess, the prom. Um, They didn't Mm. get to walk across the stage and pick up. Because a high school um, graduation, you're never going to see that again. Exactly. No. Here in Ontario, they don't have Sage Up like Quebec. You got also straight to university. Yes. They got they got college, which you or trade school, um, or university. that's it so they won't get high school and it's the same for quebec students they're not going to see high school again they're going to go straight on to seja yeah Yeah. and then from seja university or trade school whatever they decide you know so high school that's um the second well here in ontario it's the one 
two, three, fourth milestone because here people celebrate junior, no, daycare graduation, <laughs> senior kindergarten graduation, elementary school graduation, and then high school. So it's fourth. But, you know, these are milestones for parents that they're not going to see. There's, <laughs> you know, my, my high school daughter. And for some, they could be really big milestone. Maybe they came from a family where none of the kids graduated or none of their previous um, family members graduated high school, right? Yeah. So um, it, it, it's sad, but you know, you try, I, I'm sure as parents, you try to do the best that you can to soften the blow. COVID's making it really hard to soften the blow because it's, it's, it's prolonged since March and we're now coming into September soon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. September. Oh, don't remind me, please. Summer's over. Speaking of September, Uh-oh. how do you guys feel about school starting back up in a few weeks? Do you support provincial government's decision or not? Oh, I had a different answer for this before today. And I found some news out about Quebec that I was ignorant to. I thought that Quebec, from what I hear, and you can correct me, Michelle, but uh, from what I hear, mm-hmm. Quebec is not like Ontario, and it's not giving you the option of doing virtual school or regular just in-person school. If you're in, I think it's elementary and high school, you, you have to mandatory. Go. You wow. Have to and that really, bothered, even though my daughter's not going into elementary school this year, I'm still irritated and frustrated for all of the parents that had no say yeah, in no what their child was going to do as a parent. That's all you want. You that's your child. It's yes. not the government's child. It's not the school's child. That is your child. And for you to make a decision for my child. And it's about- mandatory. It's not even yeah. like, like you have to send your child period. Yeah. It should yeah. not be like that. It should be, give me the option. I could either a bring my child into school and full-time as if life was normal pre COVID or I choose to do 100% of virtual uh, homeschool, mm-hmm. or wow. I can do part-time school, part-time. Like there has to be yeah. options other options, here. yeah. And there's not, so I'm not happy about that. Are they are they looking into that? Has parents? No. So parents maybe protest. No, I don't know protest. No. Maybe side they just send their kids to school. Mm-mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Like for me. <laughs> Oh God, I, I don't know because my kid is not anywhere close to going to school. But based on my experience of how they reopened um, daycare, we did get like a couple of like COVID scares with um, the kids. And it was more in a sense that like the kids had been in their homes cooped up with their parents. So they weren't around other kids. Right. So we had like a virus going around the whole daycare for like the last two weeks. And I'm just like, you know, kids are coming in. Like, I think at some point we weren't even at full capacity because a lot of kid parents are keeping their kids home. But when I tell you, like, more than half the kids got tested. Because here in Quebec, I don't know anywhere else, but here, if the kid is under two, they're not allowed to get tested for COVID. Why? I don't know. I guess there was, I don't know. But I think it's something with their nose canal being too small or too, I don't know. But I know that they don't get tested for, they don't test children under the age of two. So, and now the protocols have changed, right? So the kids, if, if you have more than two symptoms, we as daycare have the right to refuse you. And from what I'm understanding in the school system, it's kind of 
gonna being the same. So um, yeah, so that's the thing, right? So if, if, if you have a sibling that's sick at home, your child is not allowed to go into daycare. So it's like, what is the point? How I feel is like, what's the point if like, they're gonna be in this flu season soon? Yes. Like, what are you gonna do when kids have a fever? Mm-hmm. You're know, gonna automatically like, chuck it up to COVID when it's just a fever. Thing. And a lot of parents, I love all parents, I love you guys, mm-hmm. but I'm, yes, I'm listening, I'm speaking to you. Hold <laughs> your ear close. If you are that parent that gives your tana, kid Tana on the morning and sends them off to daycare, mm, that we have a lot of those parents. Oh, like I a know. lot of parents, a lot of parents, and they don't understand what they're doing. Mm. So I had a parent get upset with me because I told them, this is the protocol. This is what uh, the Santé of Quebec is recommending when your child has a fever, a sore throat, cough, and runny nose. And her child had four symptoms. I'm not saying the child had COVID. The child did not have COVID, but she was upset with me. And I explained to her, I'm like, I have a child at home, an infant, toddler. I don't know what he is. And he had got sick too. And they don't understand that we have families at home. Yeah, yeah. They don't get it. It's as if like, this is our life. This is not our lives. We have families too. Yeah. So for you to be so, like, like, I get it. She probably has work and all of these things. She really didn't. She just has a younger child at home and didn't want to have to keep her two kids at home. But I'm just like, You're yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. We have so many. When I tell you the things we see in daycare, oh, like that's oh. what annoys me. A lot of the parents who are coming back do not necessarily need their child to be in daycare. It's just they need that time off. We have a lot of parents that bring in their child once a week. I need a time off. I just, I just need the time off. And I'm like, really? We're in a freaking pandemic. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. The amount of, and parents will like, and thank God we check fevers every morning. Parents still try and bring their kid in. Wow. If you see the amount of people we catch, and the thing is, it's going to be different for schools because um, from what I understand with my sister at her kid's school is that she lives, I think, 2.8 kilometers away from her school. So there are only a lot of certain amount of kids on the school bus. So listen to this. So her older son Mm -hmm. uh, can walk to school because they go based on your age and the amount of kilometers. But her daughter... Mm-hmm. the the she's only allowed to walk like 500 meters to go to school so she's allowed to take the bus so now it becomes complicated in the context that like she has to drop off her son but then put her daughter on the bus, on the bus. in the morning so but then it comes back to the same thing in the evening she has to go what pick up her son yeah and then her daughter gets dropped off at home but by the time she picks up her son at daycare at school her daughter's already home waiting for her wow and you're not allowed to like a parent has to be uh, at the bus stop in order for you to pick up your child. Yeah. So it's like, they're, they're bringing up all these protocols, but it's like, is it really functional? And I think that that's where the government lacked a lot of like planning. They're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. But I don't think they sat down with teachers, educators, no. principals to no. see if this was really like, is implementable a word? If it was really like, like doable. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm just like, no, it's, it's not possible. And like, how are you going to ask a child? Is your sibling sick? Is, have you been in, uh, in contact with anybody with COVID? Mm-hmm. Adults can't I, even I, answer that question. Thank you. 
I, I mm. don't want to be that negative. I don't want to be Karen, but I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah, I and I don't, I, I, I pray to God, I do not want to go through a second lockdown. You know, honestly, I, I think the whole point of this is they want to get the second wave over and done with. No, they no, want to deal it head on. using our children as guinea pigs. That's oh, they absolutely are doing for that. Sure. that you know, I work for a doctor and the doctor said that there was, because, you know, you were saying that they didn't, they didn't consult any doctors or whatever. Um, there oh, so many, he said, I think 2000 doctors or something signed a petition explaining why they do not think that the government should be opening these schools like this and that, and, and they that. did not listen. You have wow. medical professionals telling you, we do not advise this. This is not good. And, and that's they, so funny because here in Ontario, care. we got the opposite. We got doctors saying it's okay to go back to school. Oh, really? really? Yes. So they oh. basically went off of sick kids. So sick kids hospital is saying, yeah, these kids are cleared to go back to school. And we're like, oh. what? <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's interesting wow. that the doctors in Quebec are saying, no, 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 no. Don't do this. And the doctors in Ontario are like, yeah, 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 go ahead. You'll be fine. He did. It's all like, I think, I personally think it's somebody's funding these people's pockets. Exactly. It of all comes it down is. to money. It's it always money. There's, there's doctors and, that are going to yeah. be like, yeah, I'll say whatever you want me to say. Pay me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, y'all can not going to use the child that I done carried for nine 40 months plus three days. No, y'all not going to use them as a penny, guinea pig. No, no. Um, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked that Quebec is just saying, hey, going back to school. Send- Period. I'm not, I'm not, I'm really not. I, I don't I'm, have, uh, this province is just, it's shocking. Every time you learn something new, you're just like, really? Really? Come <laughs> on now. why I left Quebec. I can't <laughs> take the shit in Quebec. I'm if it's not you. the French, it's oh, some other shit. Don't get like, me started. Oh, ici at Quebec, on parle français. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ici à Québec, and I'm slowing this down. I could have really sound like a Quebecer. <laughs> ici à Québec, les signes doivent être en français, Ugh. en gros mm-hmm. lettre, en anglais, en petite lettre. <laughs> Let me just Englishize that for my English people. So here in Quebec, we speak French, and here in Quebec, our signs have to be in big letters in French and small letters in English. In English. Yeah. I can't. And, and, and I just remember back years ago with past the gate. I was like, nope. Oh, nope. don't get me started. <laughs> uh, or do you remember, you guys remember Menchie's? How they yes. had these spoons? And yes. I don't remember what, what it said, that? but it was, an, it was a frozen yogurt. Shop. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, serve. And they had these spoons and they had something written on it. Do you remember what it was, Michelle? It was something like moo or something. My sister worked for Menchie's and I oh, don't she remember. Did? Yeah. Well, I'm sure she's screaming now. She's like, I know what it is. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> she hears this podcast. She's like, how do you not remember? I yeah. told you this. It was something in English yeah. and this it was on the stupid, news. Yeah, and they got rid of the spoons. They had to get yeah. rid of all of their spoons. Yeah. And then they had these generic spoons because there was some English. But I think the English was like moo or something. That's like yeah. really guys. Then why don't Are you, you shut down Best Buy? Why don't you shut down Second Cup? Why don't you shut down all these other places that are Yeah, English? they wanted to change Best Buy so that it says Le Magasin Best Buy. I'm yeah. sure that they'll succeed in doing that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but have you noticed all the I don't know about you, but the second cup by my house closed. I don't mm-hmm. know any other second cup still 
open. The only one that I could think of off the top of my head is, is the, the one at the Fairview. Oh, it's closed. It's the one at Fairview's closed. You're lying. No, it's on the on the first floor. They moved. They had a little oh, kiosk okay. on the second floor, and then they yes. moved. I remember it was on the second floor. Where is it now? Wait, is yeah, it now like it's... when from the bus terminal when you yes. entered? That's what it is yes. now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can't find a second. They had a second cup on Boulevard Jean. And oh, they closed. Was... Yes, it's I remember closed. they closed. But I remember why they closed, and they said that the owner of that house wanted to increase the rent, and they said no, they're not. Doing yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. Well, that stayed uh, empty. It's still empty. It's yeah, still it's empty. Still... Yeah. Well, the rent see? Is you see what greed does? Place. You mm-hmm. see what greedy people do? Yeah. Now look at you. You can't even get anybody to buy rent out. And who's gonna rent out that small little house? Exactly. And it's expensive. It's it's almost a million dollars that rent. What? Are you serious? Because my real estate agent was explaining to me, she said they wanted that as his office space. And she said like when they quoted them the price, they're like, That's freaking ridiculous. Like, no. And you see, and that's why Second Cup said, Yeah, deuces. Yeah. Not doing it. But um, in terms of here in, in, in Ontario, as, as you mentioned, uh, Britt, we have the option of virtual learning or sending our kids in school. We chose virtual learning just to mm-hmm. see how well in, in school learning ends up being. Oh, well, that was my intention. My intention was, I can't really say I'm my partner, but my intentions were um, I wanted her to be home so that that you know, if there is another outbreak to happen, if there is a second wave to be happened, she's home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If I ever need help, the two people who really help me the most, I mean, apart from my partner is my partner's mom and my mom. Mm -hmm. Now, God forbid Janae ends up with COVID and I need help. I got nobody. Right. So my thought process is let's keep her home and watch Let's see how the schools are dealing with it. What happens if they're able to um, generate a good routine, if everything is looking good, they're able to keep this in control, then we will do it. We can re-enter her back in school, right? But we could only do it on re-entry dates. So every break is an opportunity to re-enter. So, for example, Christmas break, mm-hmm. you would apply to re-enter for January. At least they give you guys the option. That's it. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm not even going to call Doug a dummy anymore because uh, that's a big one. Yeah, like, that's, that's a, a big, that's a one. personal decision. That is a tough decision. I feel for all the parents out there that have to make those decisions. Yes. And, and I don't judge anybody for whatever decision that they make because it, 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 it depends on so many factors. It depends on, do you need to, as a parent, go to work? Is there going to be somebody there with your child yeah. to do the virtual school? Yeah. You know, do you have the resources? Do you have a computer, iPad, whatever that, it is? That that's you- true. We automatically assume everybody has a computer and an iPad, but that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's so many, do you have, do you have the finances? Some people can't even afford this time. It's been difficult for them to afford the breakfast, lunches, and suppers. That's it. So, so a lot of, and then, you know, we've heard a lot of stories of kids having to deal with neglect and a high level of abuse. I heard exactly. something along the lines of what's that helpline? The kids helpline has increased significantly in calls yeah. due to neglect uh, and abuse. Something. Yeah. The, I call it the kids line. So it's a line where kids would call and they would mm-hmm. speak. 
And uh, they said that it has increased significantly because school was kind of like their holy grace, their sanctuary, their safe space. Yeah. And now without that. Exactly. Without school, we're hearing more abuse cases, more neglect cases. And it's just, this whole thing is sad, you know? So um, I'm thankful that I was given the opportunity. Mind you, this happened at a really good time for me, you know, being on maternity leave. Right. Um, unlike Quebec, Quebec only gives you one year for mat leave. The rest uh-huh. of Canada has the option of one year or 18 months. Paid? Uh-huh. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I'm moving. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Let's pack down. this up and go down. <laughs> come, I need my friends here. Come, come. Oh, I'm but coming. Um, here's the, the, the thing is, here's the, okay. Here's the thing. Even though you're getting paid 18 months, and this is going to sound really weird, but if you take the 18 months, you get paid less by weekly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Overall, you get more. Does that make sense? Well, it's kind of like I chose nine months instead of a year. Yeah. And I got paid less, obviously, because it was only nine months, even though I got paid more per month. So it's the same thing. Right? Yeah. So you get, let's say, uh, let's say if you did the year, you get $700. And then if you did 18 months, you get $500. Right. So you get paid less, but because it's a long period of time, you're receiving more. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, I'm lucky that we were on, I'm on mat leave so I can deal with this. And because I took the 18 month originally, I don't go back until March. That's amazing. So hopefully, please, Lord, let it be done by then. Please. We've learned our lesson, God. We get it. (laughs) We'll all slow down. We'll be good to the earth. We'll be good to one another. Okay. God, don't even get me started on good to the earth with these masks. Oh, please. I know. It's going to make me angry. (laughs) And the gloves. People's gloves, man. But do do you guys realize, you guys see, I'm sure you do. I'm sure so many people see that we are the problem. Yeah. Yeah. We are the problem because we don't, we don't respect the rules. We don't respect like this whole quarantine. Do you know, you guys, that because I work for a doctor's office and when this first hit, I had to triage the patients before they, they came in, right? I'd call them and ask them, do you have any uh, cold or flu symptoms, yada, yada. And the amount of patients that would lie and say that, no, no they did not travel in the last four Oh, days. no. And they did travel. Your ass is supposed to be at home quarantining. quarantining. What are you doing talking about coming to a doctor's appointment and affecting oh, other people? That's So we're that's the problem. Just the, it's the entitlement, the sense of entitlement, Whoa. the sense of I could do whatever the fuck I want and I don't yeah. give a damn about anybody else. It's all about me. It's... Listen, me, I was me, watching. Me. Yeah, I was watching an episode. I don't know if I should even say this name, but I was watching an episode of Red Table Talk. Boo! No. <laughs> and they're talking about narcissism, and there's this stigma around Jada. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, we'll talk about entanglements another episode. Okay. Um. But there was this episode, uh, um, in the episode, they're talking about narcissists. And there's this misconception that millennials are the most narcissistic cohort. Yep. And there was, and the, 
that's but that's the misconception right mm-hmm. so there's this thought process that millennials are narcissistic it turns out the baby boomers mm-hmm. are the, for the people in biggest the back, Michelle. the baby boomers <laughs> are the biggest narcissist and this is coming from a therapist the therapist mm-hmm. was like you know what you guys are talking about millennials millennials are the least narcissistic people it's the baby boomers and let me tell uh-huh. you something covid has really shown me yes. these baby boomers yes. have yep. you seen the- i am not wearing a mask that takes my constitution bitch get the fuck out get the yeah. fuck you out know what i mean if you want to die, go die on your watch. I'm not about to die on some stupid shit that you're not going to do in terms of wearing a mask. Get mm-hmm. the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know, you talking know about go. I want to go get my hair done. Open everything up. Oh, are, oh my you know. god. I saw that lady. <sighs> and I bet you she's a part of the baby boomer cohort. I'm just like, no, Probably. no, for sure. Well, she had gray hair, so well, <laughs> her edges were her roots were all gray. So <laughs> you know, so I don't, I don't want anybody. You know what? Come for me. I don't care. Baby boomers are the biggest narcissistic people ever. And I believe yep. it. After seeing everything in COVID, yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree with her, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, man, guys, this has been a hell of a year. Yeah. And it ain't <sighs> done, so. Uh... And you know what sucks? 2020 just keeps dishing out bullshit. Just keeps dishing out. Yeah. Every you time know? you think, like, okay, I think, I think we're through the worst of it. I think now it's starting to get up. You hear some news report of something uh, that I don't want to talk about right now. And it's just, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. 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 It was first, first it was the plane crash, then the potential war. Oh. Then it was Kobe. Oh, then it was COVID. Then it was George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, yeah. uh, Mont Aubrey. Mm-hmm. You know what my conspiracy theory is? Let's hear it. Okay, let's hear this. Donald Trump did it. I don't care. <laughs> him, I'll done. sign up on that. <laughs> I, I like that. That's a great conspiracy theory. It's all Donald Trump's doing. Right. He yeah. did it. He did I'm it. I'm just joking. I'm just maybe I'm not, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, guys, I just we're gonna end this. This is this has been a great conversation, and yes. um, I just wanted. To to end on a note so what is one thing that COVID has taught you and I know we kind of touched on it earlier but what is one thing that you learned that you you came out of we're still going through COVID really um, (laughs) (laughs) that COVID has brought light to you so I guess not to repeat and, and give you the same as I told you before about life is short, but that's, yep. still, that's still, that's still top two. Number one, I guess I'd say, um, to take care of yourself, be kind to yourself yeah. and, and not, not put so much pressure. You know, people that may start homeschooling and that put all these pressures, my kid's going to learn X, Y, Z and X, Y, Z period of time and that, and then your kid doesn't cooperate or whatever. Just be kind. Be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Be, and and that's all. Paula? Yeah. I think it's um, appreciating the, the little things. And just slow down. Smell the roses. It's smell yeah. the roses, not smell the honey. Smell the roses. Take your time, guys. <laughs> like, life is precious. Don't take your time, but don't take your time. Because life is, it flashes in front of you, yeah. like, in a flash. And just yeah. appreciate everything and everyone around you. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> 
I agree with you on that one. And I would also add, um, um, take time to take you self care. Yep. If you never did any kind of self care regimen, start now, yep. you know, yeah. um, especially if you're a parent, you pour into, you know, your jobs, you pour into your kids, you need to also refill that cup. That's right in order to pour back out again. So if you need a minute to do self-caring, whether that is going to the spa, I don't know if you can go to the spa with COVID, but... At home spa. Okay, at home spa. That's right, at home spa or go for a walk. Sometimes I, for me, I enjoy walks by myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of, you know, breathe and I walk. We have a water, um, I'm right, I live right by the lake. So mm-hmm. I could walk to the lake. Yeah, girl, you didn't know. Shoot. Yeah, I guess we're coming it. over, right, Paula? Let's you go. Do. I know. <laughs> I mean, I've been over, but like, I have not see the lake. Yeah, it's down the road. I would have in the basement. <laughs> we're right by a lake. So I walk to the lake and, um, you know, just take some time for you and take care of you. And whether that's exercising, reading a book, taking a long, hot Shower, or shower without the kids knocking at the damn door without hearing mommy yo listen i can't even go to the bathroom same without <laughs> mom listen <laughs> and, and, and it's not just it's not just it's not just my my, my daughter oh no my partner likes to clown on me too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i can't even go to the bathroom without something happening that's hilarious <laughs> so um yeah just you know enjoy life because you know you're here one minute you're gone the next and if this year is not if you guys have not seen the deaths of how people are here today and gone tomorrow then i don't know what planet you're living on or what tv station you're watching but shit's going down that's right i will definitely say 2020 is going to be in the history books oh yeah for sure for sure my children are going to be learning about it. Their children are going to be. It is going to be the year. That's right. Can you believe we're living through a pandemic, guys? Nope. Us? I never would have thought. Nope. It feels like a bad movie. It's wild. Really long bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I, and, you know, we're just hitting September. So we still got October, November, and then December. See, this is when I'm like praying for a miracle at this point. I'm like, please, God, I'll wear my mask. I'll respect social distancing. I'll wash my hands. Yes. I'll do all that. But please send a miracle. I can't yeah, do no. anymore. Let me tell you, I believe in um, going through a storm and then at, at the end of the storm, a rainbow. So I'm calling it into existence. That's Did you listen to Pastor Stephen the other week, girl? Because I think that's what he preached. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, uh, the thought bubble. Yes. I did watch it. Okay, there you go. You need to cross the storm. Yes. To see the, yes, okay. You need yeah. to cross the storm. Listen, yeah. we can have a whole discussion on, on that sermon. Anyway, I won't get it. <laughs> so that'll be another, like, hour. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, it, it, I'm hope I'm calling it in 2021 that this is going to be the years of bl- the year of blessing Amen. for everybody because mm-hmm. after the year that we've been through, all I know is that y'all better call out Jumanji on December 31st because <laughs> Where's I want to get out of this game. <laughs> I want to get out of this game. It hasn't yeah. been a fun game, not at all. So. With that being said, Britt, do you want to let the listeners know of your Instagram handles and what are you doing? Where are you in the internet world? 
Oh boy. I'm My giving Instagram you... handle is uh, at Brit Hearts, B-R-I-T-T-H-E-A-R-T-S. And I also have a YouTube channel uh, for my daughter. You can follow oh. her on YouTube. It's called Amaya Does. And she just does a lot of different stuff. She bakes. She does activities. She does painting. So come follow us on that. Let me tell you, I watch it and I love it. I, I absolutely <laughs> love it. I encourage Brittany to keep going, keep doing it. Because I'm going to tell you something, Britt. These kids, they're they, they make views, man. Let me tell you, there's a lot of kids I who know, are on right? YouTube and they watch this stuff. So my daughter watches things from Super Saiya to uh, the Rush Fam and their kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the Rush Fam is a family. So sorry, Famous to Family is uh, the kids channel. Uh-huh. And it's all kids and that's their revenue. And look, look, look at that little Asian boy. What's his name? Ryan's World. There you yeah. go. Where oh, do you think he started? Ryan's World. Oh, I see all through walmart is ryan world toothpaste toothbrush notebooks toys this now i'm like yo i need to get on their on his parents level because they're making bank girl he has his own show on nickelodeon he does not he has his own show it's called uh, ryan's mystery play date my daughter loves ryan we do clap clap kick kick shake 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 fireworks You know, so oh my gosh, I need to hook up with his parents. <laughs> I need to know the formula. I need to. Yes. Pick. So definitely go follow Brittany on Instagram. Also follow her daughter's YouTube channel. Great things. Great content. Paula. Yes. Do you want to hit them with your handle? Sure. My name is, oh, my name is, my Instagram is Paula underscore Amadou, A-M-A-D-U. I ain't got Twitter. I ain't got nothing else. I just got me. <laughs> And my child is crying in the background. I'm very sorry, guys. That's fine. And that's where we'll <laughs> end it. Guys, you know where to follow me at being Mimi underscore XOX. Until the next time, guys, stay flat. Stay flat.